look at you, girl. Walking around, confidence and a smile. No one can take the crown. Bask in her glory. A crown tells a story of the queen that dwells inside. Yeah. A crown. Adjust your crown, sis. Respect the crown. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Back for another episode, Her Crown Podcast. So this is exciting because we're going to be talking about COVID today, how it's impacted us. Um, a year later after the world has shut down and we're still in the midst of it. Uh, and we got some guests to join us as we talk about how we've been adjusting to all of, you know, just the trials and tribulations of getting through this pandemic. So I'm excited because uh, my good sis, Robin, and Robin happens to be a licensed practical nurse and also a candidate for a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. She's going for her RN and she's going to be joining us today. And Miss Jerrica, she is also a candidate for a Bachelor of Science in Nursing and she's going to be joining us today, graduating soon. So this is exciting. These are our first guests. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. (laughs) I want to say thank you guys for tuning in today, but also to our guests, thank you for being our first guest on our episode. No problem. Uh, It's such an honor. So we are excited to hear what you guys have to share with us today, and hopefully we can have you guys on again and talk in the future. Of course. Absolutely. So really, like I said, we've all been in this nightmare for an entire year. Um, And maybe maybe call it as a nightmare is a little harsh. No, it's a nightmare. Yes, it's a total (laughs) freaking nightmare. I second that. I don't know about you. I've been working on trying to find the upside of the situation. You know what I'm saying? It's not the easiest. Like, nobody thought, like, 2020 was going to turn out like that, right? Like, 2020 was just going to be this great year. It even sounded like it had a good ring to it. Like, 2020 is going to be that year. I remember seeing so many people, like, posting, like, yeah, this is going to be my year. It's time for the glow up, this, that, and the third. And then Kobe Bryant died. And I was just like. And it started all from that. Wow. (laughs) Everything went downhill from there. Just downhill from there. And the crazy thing is that. At that time, when he passed, I think we actually had the first COVID case, confirmed COVID case in the United Mm -hmm. States, Mm -hmm. but nobody knew about it because it was like, this was the big news of the day. This is what everybody was so enveloped in, like this sudden death of this huge star. So it's been a struggle. Um, And... I really just wanted to just recap, like check in and see how everybody's been adjusting at this time. Because like I said, we've all been on lockdown. We're all going through this thing that we've never been through before. And I'm really interested in how uh, you two, Robin and Jerrica, how you guys have adjusted. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure you didn't anticipate getting into nursing that you would be dealing with this novel, deadly disease that nobody knows much about or how to deal with it. So how was that for you um, in your daily life as a nurse? Robin, you why don't you give us some insight? <sighs> Where shall I start? Well, <laughs> first of all, um, PPE, which basically is the protection that you wear for work. When it first started going on, they ran out. They didn't have masks. They didn't have gear for us to wear. I remember being at work at one time. I, I have two jobs and one of my jobs, um, they told us that we actually had to reuse a gown. 
Mm. And I turned around and I said, absolutely not. Because right. that is not sanitary. That defeats the whole purpose. If you're walking in with germs and then walking into another person's room with germs, it just it just defeats the whole purpose. It's supposed to be trashed every time you enter a room. Right. Um, we were supposed to get hazard pay. Never got hazard pay. Um, one of my that's other jobs. Insane. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about the coins now. I don't understand the how you're risking your life and they're not giving you hazard pay. Like, what is that? So apparently the whole thing with the hazard pay is, um, if I'm correct, don't, don't quote me, but governor Wolf, you know, basically said that if you guys want hazard pay, your job has to apply for it. No, mostly nobody would get denied. Um, but apparently you could make over $20. I don't know what nurse wait. you know that doesn't make over $20. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what? So basically- You didn't exclude half of the damn people. But that's right. my whole point. So basically everyone that was putting their life on the line couldn't get hazard pay. No doctors, no, even medical assistants. There, wow. I have medical assistants that I work with that make more than $20 an hour. Right, right. So it's like, how can you expect us to keep sacrificing our life coming to work and then mm-hmm. we're not even getting paid for it. We're not getting reimbursement. Sometimes they give us like little stupid gifts. Nobody give a shit about that. We want <laughs> <laughs> the money. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. And then once start things started to get a little better with the gear and stuff, you know, I'm walking around looking like a hazmat bug. I got, I'm covered with masks. I'm covered with um, shields. I have gloves. Some people were double gloving. It mm. was just, it was, it was just a mess. I would go to work go to work with one outfit, come back with the other one because um, one of the jobs I I do, um, is I work with drug addicts. We all know that they're not, no offense to anybody that has an addiction, but they're not always clean. They share needles. They're living right. on the streets. I was working with a lot of homeless people. You know, I had somebody cough in my face. <laughs> like, it was just like- That was and, not me. <laughs> like, it, was just, it was like really ridiculous because people weren't taking it seriously. Right. So, and you know, I have a kid at home and a kid that's high risk because she has seizures. So it's like, and then I have asthma. So it's like, those are two whammies right there. And one of my jobs, literally every nurse caught COVID except me. I was the only one. I don't know how the grace of God I didn't get it, but I was literally the only nurse that did not catch it. Wow. That's crazy. What about you, Jerrica? Because you're, um, you're studying to become an RN. Uh, but you know, you got to do these clinicals and you've worked with COVID patients, haven't you? Yes. All right. So when this whole pandemic hit, we were literally smack dab in the middle of our maternity, um, rotation. So we got the announcement, oh, you won't be returning to clinical. I'm like, what? to see a c-section next week like, <laughs> 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 that was like my whole thing i was like oh like you know because clinical for me clinicals where i shine because like the lectures are boring whatever mm-hmm. so i'm like dang i want to see the baby i'm sorry cool so then everything is online i'm like wait what like it just completely flipped everything upside down i was like i don't like none of this i don't like change like yeah. it's, freak- it's freaking me out whatever and so fast forward, um, we're settled in now. Uh, still, clinicals are on are online, so I'm like kind of missing out on the hands hand to hand contact. So I was I got an opportunity to become a COVID su- support specialist at a hospital here. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. My job there was basically to be like a, a patient care tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so go in, do vitals. Um, you know, give a you know, just check everything like that and clean up what I need to clean up. Um, so I was helping this guy uh, finishing up his toileting. And when I was doing so, he was like, I can't breathe. So his, uh, na- he was on oxygen. So he had like the nasal tube in. And when I took it out, it was so much mucus Ugh. and like, mm. it was <laughs> it was really bad. And mm. I was like, okay, right. sir, let me clean it for you. Let me clean it for you. So I, while I'm cleaning it out, because like the oxygen wasn't coming out, so I'm cleaning this off. He spit into a trash can because he had Ugh. mucus coming up out of his throat. Mm. I'm sorry, Robin. He had mucus coming Y'all out. Y'all know I don't like vomiting and spit now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you like so like, uh, so while I'm cleaning out his, um, his, his nasal tube, He's turning beet red, like he's like pink, oh and then he's turning because he's like I can't breathe, and like he's he's getting so scared. He started crying, he's coughing. I felt so bad. I'm okay. I'm hurt. I'm like I'm trying to clean it as fast as I can, and so I mm-hmm, put it on, mm-hmm. and 
I was like, oh my God, this guy was about to die. Like if I yeah, would have taken yeah. any longer, it just freaked me out. So the way this disease is like attacks your respiratory system is like it is terrifying. Like that was the mm-hmm, that right. was the first time I felt like I was near in a near death situation. Well, witnessing a near death situation because he right. not he first of all, it was so much mucus and sputum in his airways, he could not gather breath like he could barely mm-hmm. talk. He said, oh, I was like, oh my god so just seeing that that freaked me out and that and honestly because i will say in the beginning i was like you know what there you know it's just a super bug it's a super flu mm-hmm. oh. i was saying the same thing you, you know what i mean i like, was like oh this is just a whole they just they exaggerate it's not even that deep <laughs> exactly Girl. Like, oh they're just blowing it out of proportion mm-hmm. they're yep. just trying to do some crazy Get Trump reelected, play yep, yep. like it's some shenanigans. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. honestly, in that moment, I was like, "This shit is real." But like, actually watching this man gasp for freaking breath while trying to transfer him from the seat to you know to his chair, it it really put everything into perspective for me. And I was like, "Yo, this is real." I have a question and, about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, do they actually prepare you for that? Like, do they have services for that? Do you have somebody you can go and talk to about witnessing somebody die and what that experience is like and, mm. and, and being able to um, kind of deal with that? No, no. For, I was about to say, as far as... Uh, <laughs> no. For, for, all right, as far as education-wise, it was like glossed over. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to experience death, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Ooh. But it's kind of like, you got to take it as it... A lot of... The thing with nursing is, Every nurse, every RN that I've shadowed during these clinicals, they say, all right, for the NCLEX gig, or you got to do it like this, but real real world, we don't do this. Yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, it's okay. the truth. It is the truth. Right. <laughs> that's, and right. that's how it is, right? And so they don't prepare you. They honestly do not prepare you to, to, to deal with something like that. Like, that mm. really freaked me out. And I was just like, oh, my God. And um, and just aside from that, like what Robin mentioned in the beginning when she said like the PPE and as far as like mm-hmm. them um in the beginning having to share and stuff like that. So at this same uh hospital that I was uh doing a COVID uh dealing with the COVID patients, um, I had on goggles, I had on my N95, I had and that was when I every every patient room at this time there's more PPE, so there's every patient room you change your PPE, you change yes. your gloves. Yada yada yada. So <clears throat> they wanted me to start wearing wearing a face shield. I'm like over top of the goggles. That doesn't make sense. Like yeah, you wear a face shield too. Wait, like, okay, face shield I... over the goggles? I, that makes zero sense. Zero sense. I, I'm not, I've never heard on, that. I was told I had to reuse. I asked for a brand new face shield. I said if I have to wear this face shield, I want a brand new one. So this is the one that they wanted me to reuse, Robin. You know the one? It's a big plastic piece. It has a blue on the front, and it's like a foam oh, yeah. piece mm-hmm, behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So you want me to reuse something that is absorbative? <laughs> the ladies. Oh wait, wait, wait! Me and Sharon, like you didn't have your own. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! We got our own. Yes, we definitely got our own. Girl, we had. They our told own. me to. They wipe told us it to wipe off. it down every time. They told us to wipe it down and pass it on. I was like, excuse oh, me? No. I was like, no. In, in the middle of a know. pandemic? Nah. Yes. With a nah. highly yes. contagious nope. virus? Yes. I, they gave me my own goggles. I had I was specially fit for my N95. So I have my personal things that are for my body and for my person. Right. Why do you want me to use a face shield with a part that is like absorbent? Like yeah. you're running around. It gets hot. This these floors are long. I'm in and you know, you're in and out with gowns on. Some people got the heat on 95. Somebody's sweating into their your face oils. Everything was getting absorbed. Girl, it's I had jello on mine one time. Jello. I was like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> this is not a good idea. So when it came to the so when it came down to this whole PPE thing, it mm-hmm. was like, how dare you expect us to share something like that? Right. So some of these institutions, it's like they don't it's all about money. That's oh, yeah, number one. Yeah, and yeah. like they don't care. It's like just do what you can make the best out of it. Be grateful that you yeah. have a job or be grateful that you have this opportunity, right. you know, to work here. So that's kind of like the attitude I felt toward that I, I was getting from them. But, um, but, but yeah. let me, let me ask you this, <clears throat> just seeing that, um, it doesn't sound like they're necessarily taking the highest precaution 
to make sure that you guys are protected. Um, did that affect your morale? Did it make you second guess continuing on in this career path? Because you guys are the first responders, like your first line of defense when it comes to protecting all of us right. if we mm -hmm. get sick. Did you second guess that? Being as though I'm still a student and the, and the way they were looking at it, oh, we're giving you an opportunity to further learn since, you know, you're not yeah. having clinicals right now. So again, it's more like you should be grateful for what, for the opportunities that we're giving you. So that, so that kind of kept, but then it, at the same time, it's like, let me just be humble. Just let me absorb it and, uh, you know, just try to take whatever it is that I'm, that I'm learning. But at the same time, it's like, I'm a human being. And if I don't feel comfortable doing something, right. That's my, you know what I mean? I should have some type of say. So it didn't make me second guess think, um, working in this field because that's another thing. That's the beauty about being in nursing and being um, and having a BSN. You'll, you'll be able to, uh, to move into different many uh, parts of this industry it's not you don't have to deal with patients on a day-to-day -day basis you can be administrative you can be a nurse manager well this once you get your msn but there's right. different things that you can do and if you go on to be an np a nurse practitioner you can have your own practice because in most states you can do that with that uh that level of degree so it didn't really like for me i said this is just a stepping stone so i'll do whatever it is i have to do i'll sacrifice whatever it is i have to sacrifice for the time being to get to that next level. So I always, like, that keeps, I keep that playing in the back of my head whenever things like that happen to, like, make me think, like, whoo, child, what did I get into? And, Robin, I'm curious for you because you're a, a working professional, but you're also a mother, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, you have to balance, you know, working during this pandemic and also balance rearing your child like what was that like for you um horrible um because for one this pandemic um caused my child to go into like slightly a depression she couldn't see her friends we weren't you know people weren't really going over people houses anymore because of the pandemic right you know, everything was different. You know, you go from your kid being so social, being outside, playing, doing whatever with these kids and adults or whatever, to now I'm just sitting in the house. There's nothing for right. me to do but watch TV. Um, she probably never used technology so much in her life until this year. And wow. I hate it because she went from doing active things to now it's just everything is now the computer everything is now the tv and i absolutely absolutely hate it for sure mm. um her mm. learning style is different um like my daughter has an iep because of her um her seizures i don't her know seizures. yeah and i don't know if you guys know what an iep is it's basically something that um accommodates you because what is that individualized education plan yeah yeah. And, yeah you know you basically get accommodations you get a little bit of i call it special privileges sort of kind of mm -hmm. um but even with that it was like her way of learning she she learns like me she's hands-on i'm a hands-on person and right. now you got this hands-on person literally just learning through a computer where they're barely teaching. I mean, not to say that they're barely teaching, but it's hard for them to teach. And I feel bad for right. the teachers. I don't even just feel bad for us. I feel bad for the teachers too. It's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it definitely changed her personality for sure. I mean, to the point that I literally had to have her see somebody like a psychiatrist. Like that's how bad it was. And I, I thought I was the only parent, but apparently there are so many other parents that had the same problem I did. And because I just happened to say something, then I'm hearing this parent, this parent, like, yeah, my 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 kid's seeing this person, my kid's seeing that person. I'm just like, damn, I thought, you know, it was just my kid and then come to find out it was a whole right. bunch of others. So I definitely yeah. can agree with you on that. I was that. gonna say Leandra, what about <laughs> <laughs> it's been a struggle. So <laughs> My little one, he went from being out of school at the end of his, he was turning, turning two. So he was one going on two. We were out for like two months because I hurt my ankle. After that, he went back for a month and then he was out again. So he's been out for over a year from daycare. Mm. And it's so hard to teach a, a two-year-old yes. everything he needs to learn while mommy's working. 
a full-time job and trying to make sure he's still keeping up with everything he needs to so that when it comes time for him to go into school, he's prepared because the last thing I need is to be dealing with other issues on the back end because he's not ready. So I'm definitely struggling with that and having him understand, like, you know, we still have to practice those ABCs and one, two, three. And you may want to watch these yeah. these other shows, but we can watch a little bit of Sesame Street here and whatever it is. <laughs> Just trying to find things that are educational. So like the ABC mouse, I don't know how many parents out there are using it. Yeah, but my, I, my daughter uses it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And it's funny, sometimes he'll see the commercial and it makes him want to do, you know, do the ABC mouse because when they're in school and they're that young, they look at other kids and that's where they learn sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's not getting that. He's the only child. So it's hard because it's either mommy and daddy or himself and the dog. We're going through that. Um, as they're starting to open schools and states back up, like what would it take to make you all feel comfortable about sending your children back to school? Um, for me, my daughter, she was kind of hybrid. Well, so what was that? 2020, when it first hit, she was um, 100% virtual. Then once the school year started, she was um, hybrid. I guess that must have started in November or something like that. She was hybrid. Um, we live in the county, so it's a little different from the city. They had different rules where they weren't doing hybrid at all. They were mostly doing virtual where the county was doing either you were going in school all week or you were hybrid. Um, so she was doing hybrid and, you know, she was, she was, she was fine. And I was happy that she was able to go and it was, but it was a lot of back and forth. It was like one minute they were going and one minute they weren't. So when she did start going in, I actually went to the school myself because I wanted to see what their precautions were. I wanted to make sure, you know, as that nurse mom, I wanted to make sure, yeah, they were sitting six feet apart. I wanted to make sure that everybody had a mask on. I wanted to make sure that the teacher was a certain amount. You know what I mean? Like I checked, I wanted to make sure that they were sanitized. And sometimes I would even just go in and pop up, like just to make Mm -hmm. sure that they were mm-hmm. following what they were, and they actually were doing a very good job. So, like right now, she is go. She can go in four days a week, and I have I'm comfortable. I have no problem with her going in because they've been doing everything that they're supposed to do. I'm glad that um, you know these kids. They are in the struggle. Like the fact <laughs> that they have to go through this journey, they're not having a normal educational experience where they can be around and socialize with other kids and just having that hands-on interaction with their teachers because sometimes you need that right. one-on-one instruction. I mean, the kids are struggling, the adults are struggling. I'm struggling because <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm not used to working from home every single day like that is difficult for me like I'm able to focus a lot more when I'm in my office and I don't have all those distractions Mm -hmm. but when I'm here and then being home constantly right like I'm gonna tell you when this whole thing first started like I didn't know how serious it was. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. I didn't anticipate a year from now I'd still be here. So when they first went on lockdown, it's like, okay, you got to stay home. You got to go fully remote. I was just like, you know what? I could be a homebody sometimes. Sometimes I like being by myself in my house just chilling. So that's not a big deal. But literally, (laughs) but after a month goes by and two months goes by and then you're sitting home alone right right right. you don't and I live alone I don't have family I don't have anybody to keep me company so there were times where I was sitting there like feeling down there were times that I didn't want to get out of bed like it was I don't know like I had to kind of find a way to to make myself be productive at times and even still like I struggle with that to this day like it's it's hard. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, are experiencing increased levels of depression from just being stuck. And then on the flip side, if you're not alone and you're in a relationship, now you stuck with <laughs> somebody else. Let me tell you something. Cold make you or break you in a relationship. That's okay. True, because you the divorce be- rates are going they up. They are. Because it's hard. I'll use myself for example. So my husband used to travel pretty often. 
And it was just me and the little one. So he would travel and come, you know, come back on Friday or Thursday, whatever it may be. But you go from now he's home every single day. All day. Like you're all here day. all day. <laughs> and I'm here all day. And this three-year-old's here all day. Like there is so much. And issues that we wouldn't have necessarily had to deal with that we have to deal with now because you don't have that time where you're outside of the home mm-hmm. and you can get your break. It's a constant thing. And then you don't really want to go. Like, why are you breathing so loud? (laughs) (laughs) When you start tapping your fingers like that. (laughs) The TV's too loud. Why do you walk so hard? I mean, there were so many little things that you didn't think would bother you, but they bother you and they matter. And it just Mm -hmm. changed everything. And for me, it was just like, I'm on a phone call. Well, I'm on a meeting too. Well, who's going to watch the damn kid? (laughs) <laughs> like trying to figure out okay well listen somebody got to give it take and it's hard to be that person and most of the times I feel it's it's the mom who winds up giving and taking a little bit and it's not that my husband's not willing to it just with my type of work I have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to being able to give and take on that so yeah right. it, it's a struggle I, I'm ready to go back time, to kind of chime in on like working from home, I will honestly because I still uh hold down my full time job as uh at a mortgage company, mm-hmm. and I can honestly say you love it. I do. Many <laughs> 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 distractions. It's so hard. It to is a lot of focus. distractions. I feel like the time goes slower too. I don't want to see. Yes. It goes so much slower. Like when I go to work, opposed to when they make me stay home. Like when I'm home, they'll make me just triage patients over the phone and take care of them and stuff like that. But when I'm at work, it's like in and out. When I'm home, it feels like eight hours is twelve hours. Like it is yeah, a total yeah. difference. Total difference. See, you gotta find things to do, honey. I I, get I watch TV. Like listen i go to no appointments i get my hair done you have to you better take that laptop i got my hair braided two weeks ago i had my laptop with me she was pointing at me i was like hold on i got to this email (laughs) (laughs) i am reclaiming my time damn it yeah that's the only thing i can honestly like i literally every morning i I clock in and I'm doing homework for the first two hours. I listen, I can see your email in the next five minutes, but I'm let me do these assignments real quick. So for me, I can do more sh- that I need to do <laughs> for me because I'm reclaiming, I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> what the next thing say? <laughs> That's exactly what she says. <laughs> She's reclaiming her time, and, and apparently, you are really effectively doing that. I I Listen. admire that. Well, honey, I don't play. <laughs> right. Well, now that things are changing a little bit, and this vaccine <clears throat> is out, how are you guys feeling about it? And have you received the vaccine? And why did you do? Um, I did get it. I got both shots. Um. I was deathly afraid. Like literally wow. the, the other nurse was like giving me, like I kept pulling my arm away and everything. Like I was not even because I'm like scared of needles or anything. It's just the fact that every, as I was sitting down getting the um, needle, history just kept replaying in my head. Um, we all know that black people have been through a lot with history mm-hmm. of being tested on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of being guinea pigs for things. And Absolutely. I'm not going to lie that I was I was terrified because all I kept thinking is <clears throat> what is going to happen to me? I had seen people getting Bell's palsy from mm-hmm. these things. I've seen people pass out. So I'm just like, God, I have all these allergies. I have like a ton of allergies. So all I kept yeah. thinking is like, this would be the one thing that take me to hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to protect my damn self. And I'm time. like, what is going on? But the thing that made me finally decide, um, my sister is a doctor at another hospital. And she said something to me that totally changed my perspective. And I had to think of it that way, you know, being in the medical field, she said something to me. She said, you know, would you rather get the vaccine knowing that they already tell you the side effects, you kind of already know what's going to happen, opposed mm-hmm. to you getting COVID and you not knowing how it's going to affect you. 
you have asthma, mm-hmm. you have, you mm-hmm. know, anemia and all these other things. And, you know, everybody's affected different. I have one friend mm-hmm. that got COVID. She had no symptoms. She was perfectly fine. But I have another friend who got it. He, they were in a hospital for a month. Mm-hmm. Damn near dying. So, that, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I got to pick my battle now at this point. So, you know, I did take it. I had slight side effects, had a slight headache, um, arm pain, which is everybody's going to get arm pain. And it just made me tired. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, it was worth it. It wasn't that bad. I dealt with it and I'm over it. So which one did you get? Moderna or Pfizer? Moderna. Yep. I got Moderna. Moderna. That's the one um, I got. I think, Sean, you got Moderna as well. No, you got Pfizer. I got Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. I got my first round of Moderna. I think like what was it last week or two weeks? I think two, two weeks, weeks ago. Because you got yours last, last, last week. week. Yeah. yeah. So mine was two weeks ago. So I'm getting my second shot next week. And for me, again, the arm pain. Mm-hmm. And I actually I still feel a lump, which is kind of weird. I'm like, mm-hmm, girl. Girl, I'm still there. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> and one of the side effects was um like my joint and my uh, yep, body is real mm-hmm. it's really short to the like by me doing this i still feel it and it radiated over to this uh shoulder Ooh. and actually again when i was getting my hair braided i kept moving she's like you okay i'm like girl i got that vaccine last week <laughs> back is stepping. i'm like god damn and then like i called myself going to the gym last week and i'm doing like uh chest uh arm exercise overheads and things like that mm-hmm. and this one side it was just achy and like just doing that i can still feel it i'm like all right i've had vaccines before you know how you get the tenderness it's swollen right right this is like going up on week three now i'm a little (laughs) yeah that that is a little weird that it's still do you have a did you see any discoloration in the skin or anything no no i didn't let me look at this my mom actually got one she had a rash that that was like this really big on, but you know what i think the rash is one only... of the side effects that they do say happen and you're just supposed mm-hmm. to report it apparently right yeah, right. Okay. yeah mine is just I... still a little swollen which is weird like why is it still yeah that is a little weird yeah that's i still... feel like i'm a little blessed over here because <laughs> Um, I did not get Moderna. I got the <laughs> Pfizer. Oh, vaccine. but honey, you only got but you only got the first got round. One. But when you but, get that second here, one, here, here, well, we, we'll see. We'll see. But I was a little nervous though because um Robin, you said you had some arm pain. Mm-hmm. Jerica was having more arm pain than I anticipated, but I'm like, I got my shot. I just got a little bit of tenderness at the injection site. I'm good. I'm doing exercises, <laughs> no problem. I don't understand. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a sniffle. I didn't have like a headache. I didn't feel tired. I mean, I always feel tired, but that has Nobody's absolutely like, nothing <laughs> to do with kid. this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I felt fine. So I'm supposed to go back and get my next one in like two weeks, and I'm, I'm hopeful that. I'll still have those same mild symptoms, if at all. So, well, they now, say the second yeah. one is the one that do you win. That's, that's what, what they said. I'm being, I'm being for real. See, for me, it, I had side effects the first time, and the second time I was fine. Everybody said they didn't have any side effects. Like all my employees were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I was good the first time." That second one, I went to work, and I guess a group of nurses went and got it the same day. They all called out. I was the only one at work. Wow. Yep, they had wow. all called out because oh, they had God. a fever of 102. Um, mm. Some of them had really bad body aches. Basically almost mimicked the flu. Like mm. they couldn't get right. out of bed. Wow. But it was like a 24-hour thing and then they were fine. Okay. So okay. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's just scary. I, I, yeah, I just wish they would have took out. a little bit longer to, to <laughs> create yeah. this vaccine because most vaccines mm-hmm. take way longer to create. But... <clears throat> I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they were seeing how many deaths. This is like the first time we've had so many deaths of something. Exactly. So it was like exactly. they kind of had, had to, to rush on it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I get yeah. it. That's but, the thing to me. They probably skipped. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say they probably just skipped those last few clinical trials. Like, fuck this <laughs> <in my heart. laughs> Probably. Because they didn't do it on pregnant people. They didn't do it on, um, it's, they did, it was something else. It's another group of people they didn't do it. But I know for sure they didn't mm-hmm. do it on pregnant people. And they didn't do it on another round of people too, so. Yeah, they skip clinical trials for sure for some of them. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the thing to me. Like they the the speed that it was taken to get this on the street. I, I haven't yeah. mm-hmm. taken the vaccine and I'm not keen on taking one anytime soon. 
So, and Gabrielle is a very unique person in this group because you've actually had COVID before. Yes, right? I have. Um, okay. how did that affect you? Um, oh man, uh, so I had some of the worst of the symptoms, but I won't say that I had the worst case, like, I didn't have to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. but okay. mm-hmm. everything else diarrhea, vomiting, um, <clears throat> headaches, uh, fever chills, all of that, and all of that at once. It felt like having the flu, mm. having the cramps, having um, a sinus infection all at the same time, and you just didn't know which way your body was going. That that, that was how it oh. manifested in me. But like, I got it from some family members and their symptoms were way different than mine. Some of them were asymptomatic for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then they started getting the chill, the night chills, which I'm like... I keep describing it like being a werewolf as soon as the sun goes down. <laughs> you just start sweating and your temperature goes up all of a sudden and you're like, what is it about the sun? I'm thrilling break your own music in a bit. <laughs> like, what is that? Why is it? What, as soon as it, and it seems to be tied to the sunlight. It's like when, when the sun goes down, your, your body temperature is going up. <laughs> um, and I'll be honest, I've never been, I, I, I've had maybe one other incident in life where I felt like I was about to die and this was number two. Um, there were some nights where I just wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And mm. even though I didn't have to go to the hospital, it was just like, how can you have all these symptoms at the same time when your body survive it? Um, and then I had like this whole medicine cabinet on the, the nightstand. I had Pepto-Bismol, Benadryl, Aleve, Tylenol, you name it. Um, my my <laughs> sister-in-law was sending me elderberry uh, pills and all, all oh, kinds wow. of stuff. She, she sent me <clears throat> juices and all this. And it's like, you're just taking all this stuff. Whatever symptom is the most acute at the time, let me take some medicine to mm-hmm. deal with that. And um, eventually, after like two or three weeks of isolation, which was a whole nother thing, because I was staying with my parents who are both over <clears throat> 70. So I literally mm-hmm. was locked in a room where they were putting food at the door. It felt like being in a jail. So then the mental aspect of it, it's like, <laughs> I can't come out of my room other than to go to the bathroom. I'm, a, I'm alone in here. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they were checking on me. They were feeding me, but it, it it's a, I don't wish it on anyone. And mm-hmm. I wish yeah. I could take back the events that led to me getting it. But then too, like, you just never know. You don't know how you're yeah. going to get it. Right. And and before that, I'm like, I don't go. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't leave the house for three months, and then and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm, I go home mm-hmm. to Texas to be with family, and I get it. And so yeah. it it was, it's probably by far one of the worst things that I've had to endure. But I also feel blessed because mm-hmm. I've know people who've lost someone, and yeah, the absolutely. fact that I didn't have to go to the hospital was was a blessing to me. A blessing, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say, I to be honest, I'm opposed to the vaccine right now. Um, and the reason being, I'm of childbearing age. And if I want to have another child, they can't tell me how it's going to impact or affect me. And so for me, it, it, it is like I'm taking a risk. I am taking a risk because I want to expand my family. And to be able to do that, if I have more information, maybe, but because I don't have that information, I'm not willing to put myself when I already have other issues that I have to go through to put something else on top of it where they can, you know. Well, that makes you feel better. Um, I had people at the hospital that actually were like pregnant, pregnant, like belly out the air, and they got the vaccine. Their babies were fine. Like they they were fine. The babies were fine. So I don't know if that gives you a little bit of ease, but I mean they they've got I've had people that were fairly pregnant and I had people that were pregnant, pregnant, and their babies are all fine. So I mean that helps a little. It definitely does help. I think my my biggest concern is the long-term effect. Um, and that's even on us you know, because we don't know at this point, no one knows because it's something they just created, how anyone's going to be impacted in the long term right now. And I know it's going to take years for anyone to really no, be able we'll to sell that. We'll see a commercial next so, year if your air fell off from COVID uh, vaccine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Please call 1-800-WE-GOT-YOU-LAWYER. Like, you know. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm I think you a retainer, Shana. It, it's right. slow. I think. <laughs> got it. Got it. No problem. What's no the normal problem. time frame for for a study, like for for a vaccine? Like, what would like years? Like five, six years? Yes, it's like years. years. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Because you have to keep going through uh, R and D. Then you gotta go through human trials, and yep. first they do like the lab trials, and they go yeah, through they usually do trials rats and, and stuff first. Yeah. And then they go to mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it, it's the speed that they got this bitch to market. Yeah, it is alarming. Yeah, and why impressive? Why impressive and scary was, at the same time? Yeah, but that, I think that's the scariest part for a lot of individuals. And there's so much. There's mixed information out there. Mm-hmm. You hear one thing one day, and then the next day is something right. else. Um, and I understand that there's no way that they can tell you every symptom right away right. unfortunately until there are more people that are trying this there's no way to say you know what's going on and how it's impacting each individual yeah. and so right. unfortunately i don't think a lot of people are comprehending that it's not and like yeah. we don't have lab rats for everything unfortunately <laughs> sometimes right. we have to use human yeah. to get yeah. this done mm-hmm. so. i think one of those myths too is like i joke around with people Okay, so I've had COVID. I have a certain amount of immunity. Um, what, what, from the professional standpoint, is real or or a myth about that? Um, um, well, you do have immunity. You have some called natural immunity because your body has already begun to build. You made antibodies, basically, so you are protected to a degree, um, but you can still get vaccinated to amp up your immunity. So what your body is already beginning mm-hmm. to do is create um, like killer T's and other stuff mm-hmm. like that. So once you come in contact with COVID again, you already have your first line of defense to start fighting right. it faster. So like you got it the first time you were down, what, three weeks? If you were to, um, right, it was about right. Yeah, so if yeah. you were to contract uh, COVID again, you would probably, it'll probably take you a week and a half yeah, or two weeks to kind of fight it. Yeah. It won't be as bad because you are, your body's like, oh, wait, I remember y'all square up. Yeah. What's up? What y'all want to yeah. do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it's not like, it's not like, like you have full immunity, like you can't. Yeah, you can definitely get it. You can definitely get it again. But you can get it again. I would say it's harder to get it the second time. If that makes sense mm-hmm. but you definitely can get it mm-hmm. again my um one of my dad's um close friends got it twice back to back which i thought was crazy oh. but he got it twice back mm. to back but you know what that could have been that could have been a variation because you know it's mutating mm-hmm. now yeah so different that could have been yep. a- Exactly. That could have been a different strain. And that's another thing. That's why they say, even though you probably already had COVID, still get mm-hmm. vaccinated right. because the COVID that you got, you became in contact with those pathogens are your, you get infected again. Your body is, is already set up as defense to fight those. Right. So if you get in contact with a, a new strand of COVID, you have no defenses for those. Right. So therefore it may take, it may affect you either the same way the first time or even worse because your body is not prepared for that. Yeah. So you have to, it's very, very important for everyone to still get vaccinated because that's like this big myth. For example, um, this semester we're doing public health. So we're at this, um, this woman's shelter is like a halfway house type of deal. You know, they were uh, incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So they're here now trying to tri- uh, tri- uh, transition back into, you know, life. And <clears throat> one of the ladies, uh, my uh, my assignment for the week was to kind of talk about vaccinations and um, why it's important to get vaccinated. And this one lady was adamant, like, I ain't getting vaccinated I don't know what's in it. You know, all the, the the myths that people are throwing out here in the media. She's saying all this. I'm not doing it. Uh, I, let, let them give it to everyone else first because y'all not giving me nothing. I don't want to hear it. So she was just like adamant about it. We were like, yeah, but you already have pre-existing conditions. Like she's telling us how she has asthma and how she has uh, other medical uh, conditions. And it's like, you are at risk of really being mm-hmm. affected by this if you get sick. So your best defense right. is to get vaccinated. But one thing I do want to um, let people know is that when you do get COVID, you are supposed to wait a certain amount of time to get the vaccine. You're not supposed to get it right away. You're okay. supposed to wait like 90 okay. days. If you get mm-hmm. any other vaccine, like say if you're getting a tetanus or MMR or whatever, mm-hmm. you got to wait 14 days. 
And I know a lot okay. of people don't okay. know that, that there is a time period that you're supposed to get this vaccine when certain things happen. So that's like really important because okay. I think a lot of people don't know that. And that's very important to know because, you know, it could affect you differently if you get it faster than basically you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you, because be I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it should be 14 to 28 days. Yeah, and at then least, I think yeah, even um, if you get, it's something else. If you get, not a CT scan, it's something else that if you get, I got to um, look it up again. But I feel like it was, it might have been a mammogram or something. Like if you get a mammogram, I think you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time too. Really? Yeah, because it's been affecting hmm. women who've been mm. yeah it's like i think they tell you to wait um a certain amount of days i have to look at my um thing but this is with this covid stuff it's like every day that i'm at work something new keeps popping up that i have to get training for <laughs> i'm learning and i'm just like oh okay i didn't know that. i didn't even know if you <laughs> knew that if you let's say um child like your grandmom or somebody older in your family was to have covid do you mm. know that they actually have a a um an option to get like platelets from a COVID person so that they can fight it off. Like, I don't think people knew that either mm. because that's something that mm. the community is misinformed. And it's one of those things you have to right. ask for. So if I had COVID at an older age, I can go to my doctor and right. say, I need like a platelet. I think it's like a platelet transfusion or something like that. And they basically take uh-huh. um, platelets from someone that had COVID to basically fight it off. And I've had older um, patients like 80 something. And they said that they were fine. Like it actually, I don't, I don't, there's uh-huh. not one person that I know that had the transfusion and it, it like went the wrong way. Like it actually, actually helped them, but people don't know uh-huh. that. So yeah, that's a form of natural in, immunity. Yeah. That's a form of natural immunity. Yeah. It's like it's kind of similar to like a, a breastfeeding. Yeah, I was gonna say like giving breastfeeding to your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called yep. yeah, it's like amino immunoglobins. Yep. It's similar mm-hmm. to like, you know, you pass it on, so they give you that safe space of being immune yeah. immune for a specific a specific amount of time. But the only thing with that is it doesn't last as long. Right. You the right. uh the vaccine uh a vaccine lasts longer. It can take you years. Like you can either a couple years every other year, or um, or a few months. But it's definitely <laughs> a quicker way. That way that Robin just described. It's a quicker way mm, to yeah. to build up your defense with it. For as um, yeah, and you're especially uh, for vaccine, the older people, you're like longer. saving them yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are right, these older right. people. I have patients that are like I had a patient that was like ninety five. And she straight told me, she said, I want my vaccine. And in my head, I'm like, well, damn, you already 95. You know, maybe you need to give it to somebody else. Like, yes, that's a chance. Like, you know, I'm not a very safe These people try to live, honey. <laughs> they are trying to live. I don't blame. I listen, take every breath. They are I trying got bingo to live. All the breath. I need to be here. Okay? <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame her. And, you know, it's really interesting because um, now they're saying, I think the CDC just issued some new guidance that vaccinated persons can actually um, spend time together without having, really? social distance without having to wear masks. Yeah, they still recommend that um, if you're coming in contact with people who are not vaccinated, that you continue to social distance. They still um, don't recommend taking any long distance. But... <laughs> But yeah, so um, I'm listen. I'm just ready to get back to normalcy or some semblance of normalcy. Right. I'm ready to travel again. I want to get my life back. But go ahead. But but for one thing, Shauna, like so, all the adults are getting vaccinated. My issue mm-hmm. is these children. We still are not vaccinating these children and. I don't know about anyone else, mm-hmm. but when these kids go to daycare, yeah, they they oh, my child does not going to daycare. Shine, oh, no, I took that ass know. right out. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons is because it, before mean, COVID, they were always out of ratio. There, mm-hmm. there was not enough room in there sometimes. And I'm thinking right, to myself, so how y'all gonna keep these kids six feet apart when right. y'all didn't have room before right. the pandemic came? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, my, the daycare worker still calls me to this day, asking me if she's gonna come back. No, she's not coming back. She is not coming. <laughs> she is not coming back, and she won't. Like, right? right. Are, are they doing anything, or what? I guess right now with the vaccine, I know they're only eighteen and older. 
what are they thinking about? Well, it's, I mean, at this point, it's not even really 18 and over. I mean, right now, like in Philly and the Delaware County and Montgomery and all these other counties, right now they're doing 75 and older. We mm. haven't even gotten mm. to the people that are under that age. You have to be 75 with, you have to either have had cancer, you have had mm. to have a transplant, you have to have diabetes or... Um, I think like renal failure or something like that. Mm -hmm. Those are the candidates that they're doing right now at this moment. And then later Mm -hmm. they're going to like the other ones that are like 65, but like even at our hospital right now, they're only, they're doing 75 and up at this point. They haven't even done the younger, unless you're a frontline worker, they're not doing you. Okay. So state to state, it's different. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So in Pennsylvania, that's all I know. I don't, I don't know about anywhere else. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So um, we touched on a lot in terms of the medical aspect, and I really appreciate you guys' uh, giving some insight based on your, your training and your experience. But I do want to just quickly, you know, touch on some some of the positive things that came out of COVID that we <laughs> didn't expect because it's been dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> We got some unexpected things that, you know, I don't think any of us saw coming, like Hello Versus Battles that I love oh, for yes. that I actually created yes. an Instagram account just so I watch. Yes. <laughs> just so I can watch. Like, who would have thought? I remember Jerrica and I watching that Brandy and Monica Let's versus that, that thing was, listen, was I love that. Okay. At exactly. home concert. Exactly. And, you know, DJ D-Nice came out and did his little thing mm-hmm. with his little club quarantine. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was on it at first because I was so bored. I was like mm-hmm. in my living room on Auntie Mo with my drink <laughs> stepping by myself. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I've fallen off, though. I've definitely fallen off of that or whatever. Did you guys get like any other pos- positive aspects out of COVID? Um, we cleaning my time. And avoiding reclaiming her time. Reclaiming my time. (laughs) As far as being in school during this Mm -hmm. pandemic, honey, when I tell you those three-hour lectures, and I don't have to sit in a damn classroom and and pretend to be interested because I know she's (laughs) recording this and I can listen later. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I'm reclaiming my time. That's Mm -hmm. it. That for me. (laughs) Well, mine was money. My money okay. grew, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can save a lot more. When First of all, I saved the money because my job parking is like $20 a day for one. Wow. Also, yeah. for a treat for us, they call it a treat. They gave us free parking for a long time. Then after mm-hmm. once people started to come to work a little bit more, um, we got discount parking, which is like half of what mm-hmm. we were paying, which is still a blessing. Right. So still, my yeah. ass ain't got to take train no more. So <laughs> I I, I'm I happy. Um, I got more overtime. I had a lot mm-hmm. of overtime that I probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't for COVID. And um, those stimmies. I was still working getting stimmies, girl. Come on with the stimmies. Come <laughs> I was on. getting my stimmies. So I, I would save my money, money for sure. I want my I money. Was, yeah, my money got better for sure. I've been able to spend more time not missing those milestones. That's yeah, that's because true. I have Aww. a little one. I'm able to not miss. So I missed him taking his first steps because he was in day five. Whereas I would have cried like, as a mom. So, right. I did. I, I did. Like, he's walking. I'm like, no, he's not. And he was walking. <laughs> but I was able to now see those things and just watching him grow. So that for me has been so much. Like mm. I can't get that time right. back. And I'm able to spend the time with him and watch him. So I appreciate that. And then also just being able to, I, I've been reading more. Mm-hmm. So getting back into those things, like I feel like I was spending so much time driving. So we moved, uh, we've been, our house got finished being built, let's see, and last April. So almost a year. So I've moved during COVID and it's been a little crazy. So I was driving two hours each way to work with, the baby wow. in the car so it has been like i don't have to drive so i don't have to pay anybody's damn gas yeah gas prices even though they've gone down i haven't had to use the car and put all these miles on the car because i was driving so far to work so i'm able to do that but then also 
I think that my family has started spending more time together, even though we can't physically be together. We do Zoom calls, everyone's celebrating each other and realizing that we have to celebrate the little things. Mm-hmm. not only those, you know, birthdays, but the little things are, you've got a promotion at work, whatever it may be, um, you stop doing something, you know, we're celebrating each other more, so. Okay. What about you, Gabrielle? What do you got? Yeah, I was going to say, for for me, 2021 is like a, a mixed bag, or 2020, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't be putting that 21 in the bad air. Y'all done seen the meme with it showing whatever his name, like, this is the office, and let me give you the lay of the land, because 2020 right. is extended <laughs> to 2021. Uh, <laughs> but I I had a promotion in 2020 um, after the yes. pandemic started. Yes. Um, financially, I've been a much better place. Mm -hmm. And then I spent about six months the last year back home in Texas with my family. Now, granted, that's how I ended up getting COVID, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) blessing and a curse. Yeah. But I did get to spend uh, a lot more time. I I haven't been home at, for about 10 years. So to spend six Mm -hmm. months, Wow. um, let me not say I haven't been home for 10 years, but I haven't been home other than for like holidays. Yeah. Yeah. So to spend six months was really, really nice and getting to see my nieces and nephews as they're in their early phases of life. um, See my siblings spend more time with my parents as they're on the end chapter of their life was a huge blessing to me. So on a personal note, it was good, but then it's like, Oh man, every other time you turned around, somebody was dying on the, Mm -hmm. on the celebrity level Mm-hmm. Um, or, and not even just that, in real like, life. If, yeah. You, yeah. you know, people, you knew people you work with people's family, friends. So it's, it's, it's been a mixed bag, but, um, for me personally, it was good. Yeah. It's definitely been a mixed bag because, you know, my uncle passed during the pandemic and, you know, it was at a time where, um, they actually allowed us to hold a service, but it was a very small amount of people that were able to attend. So, you know, and a lot of people are not even able to see their loved ones right. who were actually right. dying of COVID. They had to say goodbye on iPad. So I'm just glad that I even got to see him one last time um, before he, tra- well, not before he tra- transitioned, but after he transitioned. And I got to see like some of my family, but um trying to find the the upside in that um I think for one my student loans <laughs> oh, I forgot about those right student loans <laughs> come on Joe okay. I need Woo! you to do more than ten thousand that was a blessing that was I'm <laughs> happy about that that's some money that I am saving in my pocket mm-hmm. and even though I don't have to pay right now and I have a zero percent interest rate they're still counting it for public student loan forgiveness as if I am paying so yep. Shout outs for that. Um, And I've honestly been able to actually keep in contact with my friends way more than I did before the pandemic. Like I found that I'm actually speaking to my friends and checking in with my friends a lot more than I did before. And like, so I'm just hopeful that once life gets back to normal and we get back into our regular routines, that's that's something that we all keep up with, that we all keep checking in with each other and making sure that each other is okay. Because honestly, for me, that's made a daunting situation a lot better than it would have been if I didn't have that type of interaction and contact, like with my friends and family. And lastly, like I said, I'm going to tell y'all, my 2021 was going to be lit. I was I was going to be traveling and I was starting the process of like preparing to become a homeowner. Like I knew that was on my list of things to do. But even when I was meeting with my mortgage counselor, I was like, listen, all that shit can wait because what I'm about to be doing is traveling. And that's where I want my money to go. Um, but obviously COVID put all that on hold. And then maybe that was God's timing because. It, it pushed me plus like my friend saying, just do it. Like, when are you going to just go ahead and do that? So it pushed me to just go ahead and go through that process um, at the best possible time when the interest rates are super low. And so I'm yeah. about to be a homeowner. Yeah. First time home owner. Congratulations. That's exciting. <laughs> and this so, is the time now, if you own a home, yeah. to refinance. Yeah. The, listen, get into those low interest rates. Don't yeah. do that by. 
don't leave it by the wayside. So, you know, it's been a mixed bag. It's been a lot of heartache. It's been a lot of difficulties for everybody adjusting to this time. But I'm glad each of us could find a little something at the end of the rainbow. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't last as long, but, you know, we'll just see where it goes. I really want to just take the time to Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Jerrica, for joining us, being our first guest, being highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And You're just very give, welcome. giving us, you know, some medical notes that we didn't think about. <laughs> we, we, we don't have any capital. We have no capital, okay? There's no money in the bank. No sponsors, because no donation has no There's no money in the bank. <laughs> But, you know, again, I thank you guys. I really thank you guys for, you know, joining us and supporting us on this new journey. Because that's another good thing that came out of this. We found something new to do with our time. Very a podcast. Nice. Um, thank you all to, the, to all the listeners. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Her Crown Podcast. And please subscribe, like, and share if you care. Until next time, let's remain supreme, queens. <laughs>